Hi everyone, Tim Kitcher from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. When any old nonsense won't do, you need to tune into the Important Nonsense Podcast with Steve Bonham. Boom shakalaka. All right, everybody, well, welcome into the Important Nonsense Podcast. I am your host, Steve Bonham, and today we are talking nonsense. It is our new series where we're going to be talking to people in the fantasy industry about what it is they do outside of fantasy football, how they balance it into their regular everyday lives. And uh, for this first intro kickoff episode, I thought it would make too much sense if we did a uh, an origin story of the website, as it were. Origin issue number one <laughs> makes sense for both the podcast and what we're doing here today. So I am joined by uh, my partners in crime, Mr. Neil Smith. Neil, say hello to the people. Hey, hey, hey. How we doing out there, America? And uh, Aiden Ware. Aiden, how we doing today? Good. How are you, man? Good to be here. What's up, important nonsense family? Everybody will know uh, Neil and me from from talking every week, but they don't actually get to hear Aiden on a regular basis. Uh, So this is a treat for everybody because normally they can read what you do, but they can't hear you or or know what you sound like at least. So yeah, other hand. Or they can read me, they can hear about me on the show quite a bit, but this is the first time they get to hear me. That's right. Many of uh, our references do point back to Aiden. That is very true. Many of Aiden's hate-filled rants are (laughs) just gold for the purposes of our podcast. Yeah, they're extremely relevant for what we're always talking about. It's perfect. Uh, No, so I appreciate you guys joining me for this. So basically, we're just going to chit-chat here and record it and throw it out to the world and scream it into the ether that is the internet so uh first of all neil can you kind of explain to the people what it is that you do outside of important nonsense yeah no yeah pretty easy um so i actually this is an interesting time i am actually starting a new position which is a huge Mm -hmm. promotion for me in my in my career outside of fantasy football um i work in tech and I have for a number of years, uh, post-college, probably seven years now that I've worked in tech. And I work in tech sales specifically, which is shocking if you hear what I talk about on the internet. Um, but yeah, primarily I sell, I sell hardware and software. Uh, most up until very recently, and I'm talking about as up until Monday, I was working for a company called Arrow Electronics. Shout out to Arrow. Love those guys. Sad, sad that I had to leave. But uh, Arrow, which no one has ever heard of, it's the biggest fortune 100 company no one's ever heard of they're an electronics distributor and they sell literally anything you can think of that involves a computer or software that would go on a computer easiest way to explain it and i live in denver colorado as people know and they sponsor the hell out of the rockies so locally you you see a lot of that they have this whole corner of the outfield out there which is uh it's all black and white now because they're literally sponsoring it to that level but on monday i actually started my new job it's a huge promotion for me where now i'm actually working for verizon so uh, that literally all came down during the pandemic and got delayed. And I'm now excited to be starting with them uh, as a, uh, we'll call it account management effectively. It's kind of what it is. It's a, uh, I'm, I'm directly speaking, I'm a senior sales analyst. So I do a lot of like enterprise level account management and analyzing sales and trying to help grow the footprint. So I've spent the entire week learning about what it's like to be a Verizon employee and generally learning a lot about 5G a lot about 5g in the last week i've yeah. been having kind of like beamed into my brain so that's that's my life when i'm not talking about fantasy football with you guys i'm usually on the phone uh trying to work some sort of angle doing some sort of sales analytics 
trying to either sell some sort of hardware or software arrangement to really large businesses. I specialize in enterprise. Yeah. Uh, so Aiden, what is it that you do when you're not doing your draft Kings every Saturday for us? So my main job, my main job is like a way to put it. What I usually <laughs> do is I, I am, I'm a teacher actually. I am a seventh grade English teacher in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I've been working mostly in inner city schools, um, kind of impoverished under privileged kids, a lot going on. I love it. <laughs> I, I love teaching. Um, I love my babies. I miss them. We are now preparing for virtual learning, which is going to be yeah. interesting to say the least. Um, but yeah, that's about it, man. It's just teaching and fantasy football. I am engaged. We're also planning a wedding in the time of COVID. Uh, also fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Laugh a minute. Our, our wedding will be straight for this year, November 1st. Um, but that's about it. I'm a pretty boring guy. My life is teaching fantasy football. Still doing the, uh, the wrestling coaching? Yes. Uh, I will. Well, I don't know if we'll have sports this year. But right. uh, I did get kind of – Halfway through the season last year, I got picked up randomly to do help assist the wrestling team, coach them up. Um, our girl wrestler won her first match with some careful guidance from me, which feels really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's that's it. Like my life revolves around the two things I love, which is teaching and fantasy football, and it's pretty great, honestly. Uh, yeah, that was part of our initial connection. Uh, what I do in my day job is I am an account manager for a school district. So I kind of blend the two where I deal with a lot of vendors and a lot of money like Neil and I deal with the school district and the teachers and all that like Aiden. So I'm kind of perfectly in the middle there in everything that I have to do. Oh, and note the people walking behind me too. I have the, uh, the window back there. So don't don't mind the distractions coming through the background if you see some special guest appearances going through. Oh, there's there she goes again. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. So on a day to day basis, I'm dealing with uh, over 200 teachers managing their budgets, balancing accounts, talking to vendors. It's a lot of fun stuff. It's it's mostly numbers and spreadsheets. And I I know you're shocked, <laughs> given what we do on on the website, numbers and spreadsheets. I had no but idea yeah. you were good with spreadsheets. I know, right? No, no. He never would have guessed computer. it. It's all serious. lies. So <laughs> basically, we're just talking about the origin story here of important nonsense and how it all came to be. So Neil and I have played fantasy football together forever, and Neil is my original dealer when it comes to fantasy football because <laughs> in 2005, I had no idea what fantasy football was, and Neil said, hey, you want to play fantasy football? join this league I'm in. I said, okay, sure. Why not? And it's just, I've been addicted ever since. It's all your fault. You're welcome. You're yes, welcome. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure your <laughs> wife is thrilled. I'm sure she <laughs> loves every bit of it. Exactly. Um, but since we've played in the same league since then in 05 and I had different things that I was doing, writing articles, commissioning the league, um, doing, you know, webisodes and podcasts and whatnot specifically for that league and that information. But I felt like I wanted to expand and get it out to a wider audience at one point. And I approached Neil uh, with the idea that, hey, maybe the two of us should just start doing this, just, just start putting our minds to it because 
for the longest time, we had talked about writing fantasy football. We had talked about getting a podcast, getting our own stuff together, but had just never done it. And anytime I had tried to do it uh, through other websites, the issue and kickback I always was getting was, oh, you don't have any experience. Well, it's hard to get experience when nobody wants to give you a chance to get that experience. It's so, a very millennial issue it, in the job market today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so in 2017, me and Neil started important nonsense and it was just the two of us putting out as much content as two dudes on a website can possibly put out while trying to work a day job. (laughs) Yes. And have a wife and two kids and balance everything. And, uh, with that, we did a full season of the podcast every week. We did a full season of writing content and, and getting stuff out weekly and trying to, to get a foothold on social media and all that. And in 2018, um, we heard about a fantasy football convention here in Dallas, where I'm based out of. So we decided that we were going to get together, go to this fantasy football convention. And one of the main things, uh, the first thing they were talking about, the first set of speakers was supposed to be how to get into the fantasy football industry. So it's us, me, it's me and Neil, and it's like 30 other dudes who are sitting around waiting to try to figure out how to get into the fantasy football industry and hear what it is they have to say. And lo and behold, who comes walking up to our table but Aiden. So there, and that's, that's how we met Aiden. So Aiden, that's how we got up to that point. How did you get there? So I started playing fantasy football in about – in the 6th, 2007, um, I always loved football. Uh, my brother, my younger brother, Brandon, hit me up and was like, you should do this. I thought like it would be fun. And I was like, all right, man, that's fine. Like, nobody to prove my dominance over you with anything football related. <laughs> like, uh, let's, let's go. Um, Brandon, if you're listening, please don't beat me up. I love you, bro. <laughs> I'd like to but, meet the uh, person who could beat up Aiden, by the way, because that's got to be a genuinely massive right, individual. Brandon <laughs> I'm bigger than Brandon, but he is immensely physically gifted. Like everything, <laughs> did, football, wrestling, he's just so much better at it than me. I just, <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's how I kind of started playing fantasy football. I actually got more into it because of the show, The League. Because um, right. when that show kind of took off, uh, I was working part time at um, at a warehouse, and like my coworkers were into the show and. Everyone was like, we should have a, a staff fantasy football league. I was like, I'm down and just kind of like kept getting to more and more leagues as everyone I know in Richmond loved that show for some reason. So I, I got into way too many leagues. So I was still doing really well in all of them. And um, then uh, the Fantasy Life app came out uh, a few years ago. Matthew Berry, if you guys listen to the ESPN Fantasy Focus, I'm sure you've heard Matthew Berry talk about the Fantasy Life app. I'm sure a lot of you use the Fantasy Life app. Um, and when that app started getting a little bigger, they wanted writers. And so I just applied. I am, I was an English major in college. I have the background for, for writing. So I put together just some long form pieces, submitted it. They accepted me to be part of the writers over there. And then we heard, I also heard about the um, fantasy football convention in Dallas. And it was, you know, I'm a teacher. So summertime, I had the time, I had the flexibility. Right. So off I go to represent the Fantasy Life app writing crew. And I was going to, I was a little bit late 
because uh, I got I thought Dallas was awesome. I've never been to the West Coast before, so I was kind of like that is not I've, the West Coast. Well, <laughs> I've never been. I live. Outside I, the I, East live Coast. I know. Man, I live further west than that. Like every day. <laughs> west Coast is a poor choice. I've never been out west before. <laughs> never uh, been more west than. I don't even view that as the West. <laughs> Literally, East Virginia. It's for so- you. For you, it is. For you, I can understand why you would feel that way. <laughs> There's not much in America that isn't West to Aiden at this. Yeah, point. that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But uh, so I I get there. I'm a little bit late, and I don't find empty tables. I'm by myself there, and I can be a little socially awkward. And I was like, okay, all these tables are full. All the seats are full. Like, where can I sit? And I see these two guys at the table themselves. I'm like, all right, look at these nerds. They Couple seem of dorks. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, look at these nerds. Normal. I seem way too excited to be here this early in the morning. <laughs> I saw these two guys. I'm like, these guys aren't going to like bully me and take my lunch money. I can. I can <laughs> oh yeah. They, uh, even if both of them tried at the same time, they couldn't. Neil's making reference to the fact that I'm, I'm six, two and a half and I weigh like 280 pounds. It's, it's not a thing. Don't worry about it. I still <laughs> run a four, six, seven. Don't worry about it. If there's any NFL teams listening and they need like backups, like, yeah, up, I'm available. All heard in all of this is Aiden walked in the room and said, "Oh, I can take those guys. I'll yeah. sit over there." Yeah. To be fair, I'm six foot two, like one seventy five, but that's about as far as it goes. Like, <laughs> that's it. But um, yeah, so I sit down and we started talking about the convention so far, and they shared my view that it was um, not as advertised as what I'll. That's the words yeah. I'll use here. Polite Boy, way. that's polite. That's so polite. You know, they, they don't care anymore about fantasy football. You can you can just tell people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, they true. They stopped caring about fantasy football. They stopped. Yeah. The next season, it became just a pure autograph convention. But let's be real. It was already an autograph convention. It but was. Well, we told you the day that we got there, the first day, we walked right in the back door. Yeah. yeah. We, we walked right in the back door, just, circum- just went right around security. Just walked yeah. straight past, walked right in, like, wow, that's that's. It wasn't unsettling. even on purpose. Like, we just walked no. in from the no. parking lot. We that got was lost. the nearest entrance, <laughs> and there was nobody there. They were just like, oh, hey, how you doing? Like, yeah. and the reason it mattered is because we got in an hour before the general public, which we had the passes to do so, but still, we should have at least been checked at the door. Somebody should have said something to us, verified that we should have been in there, but no. It was poorly run all the way around. Yeah, we we bonded over that, and then we started talking about wanting to write content, and that was the panel that we met at. And I mentioned that I was really having the DraftKings. I was trying to find like more of a niche in the industry because I felt like the industry is pretty saturated. If you're listening, um, you know I I'm while I am a analyst and a producer of content i am also a massive consumer of content still and any number of podcasts every year about starting like three weeks ago uh, every podcast i listen to guys i read have put out calls for submissions to like come in so you guys at home i'm sure you can relate to wanting to break into the industry and sending out writing samples and not really getting the chance the opportunity because the market is so heavily saturated right now and um one of the things that uh, I was told was to, you know, because walking around the convention, I did get a chance to talk to some pretty high-profile analysts like Matthew Berry, um, the fantasy footballers, and they were very, they were all really gracious, and they talked about finding a niche, and so there wasn't a lot of DFS content going on, DraftKings, and I love DraftKings. I think DraftKings is so much fun. Um, 
and so that's kind of how I played into Steve and Neil's diabolical plans to take over the fantasy football world. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> that's our plan. So what really, I think, honestly, who knows how it would have turned out if they actually ran that panel. That who was knows? my favorite. That's the end. That's my favorite. Really, story, yeah. Aiden showed up late and sat down at the table with us. But we didn't get to talking much until about 15 minutes after the panel was supposed to start and nothing happened and nobody said anything. No one was on stage. We were just all sitting there. And then we all started chatting about this is ridiculous. This is par for the course with, with how this has gone so far and our experience to this point. And then we chatted for the next 30 minutes and a 45 minutes into the hour panel, they said, Oh yeah, by the way, it's not happening. The next people will be up here on time in 15 minutes. Thanks for nothing. So we, we sat down and we, we listened through the rest of the, the day and the rest of the panels, but that was the main kind of thing we were excited about that we had circled and Aiden was the, of the same mindset. Uh, it's when we first talked about Boston Scott and the love for Boston Scott and how that is. Oh, still on that victory lap. You guys still going wild. strong three still years later. Strong. Uh, especially with the Miles Sanders injury. Whew, you guys are wild. Well, he himself actually is dealing with a little something apparently that they got quietly reported today. Boston Scott also has a kind of a lower body thing. Going Not on. as bad as Miles Sanders, but still something. Everybody's going to deal with something this year. It is. Oh, it yeah. Is. Yeah. Across the board. Yeah. But we spent that whole first day talking, hanging out. And then Neil and I went back to the hotel room at the end of the day. We grabbed dinner and we were like, what, is the, what was your big takeaway for the day? Because for me, it was Aiden. Like that yeah. was my, like, like Aiden was awesome. That was the biggest takeaway that I had. And uh, I called my wife and I was talking to her that night and I was like, oh, hey, you know, yeah, the convention was fine. I was doing, everything was fine. And, you know, Neil hanging out, Neil is great, but we met this guy and he's awesome. And I was talking to her about Aiden for like 15 minutes. And she was like, what, what is it with you and this random dude that you just <laughs> found at the convention? So yes, it was it was love at first sight, Aiden. Really, I mean, it was. Well, I had the same takeaway because I was like, "This, what a what a waste of money this has been so far." Because we'd also talked about we were we didn't meet each other at the party the night before, but we yeah. had both had similar experiences talking about the party where we were like, "What a giant waste of yeah. energy this party was," and we were joking about they had Zeke. They'd been advertising that Zeke was coming to this party to try and get people to go to it. And Zeke literally came in and just ran from one end of the party to the other. And then they very quickly hustled him out the back door. Yeah. I, I'm happy to hear you guys say that. Cause I, I felt weird. Cause when I got back to my hotel room that night and I called my, my girlfriend, my, my then girlfriend. And I was like, Hey baby, I met these guys and they seem really cool. And you know, I'm just, you know, I feel like I met some friends. So she's like, you made friends. I'm like, yeah, I know. I hope I don't scare them away. <laughs> I remember we were talking at dinner and I'm like, man, aside from hanging out with Aiden and getting to meet Aiden, this has been a bust. Yeah. Like what a bust this has been and what a waste of time and vacation time and money. But meeting Aiden is going to make it all worthwhile. And we're just going to have to figure out how to get our bony meat hooks into him. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the event itself was really lackluster. Like the only highlights other than meeting you guys were Again, talking to, like, Matthew Berry could not have been nicer. I especially found out that I was writing for the Fantasy Life app, and he, like, put me on a Snapchat. He was just so nice. Um, and the Fantasy Football was really nice. And the main highlights to me were, like, some of the mischievous stuff I did. 
Uh, I ate a, I like ate a bunch of pizza with Zeke. He was like, the one time I saw Zeke, he was just like putting it away. And I was like, come <laughs> on, big fella. Like, come on, bro. Like, I need some. And then uh, I actually raced. Uh, Lance Dunbar and I were staying at the same hotel. And I was like pulling out and I saw him in his white Lamborghini. And I was like, oh, snap, as a joke, you should race me. Because that's just, you know, I get nervous and make jokes. Yeah. And Lance Dunbar gunned it on the highway. And so I'm in my little rental Sonata or whatever. I was driving, trying to chase down this white Lamborghini. Um, and yeah. that, I thought that was fun. And then I became best friends with Todd Gurley. Todd, if you're listening, I miss you, dude. Like, I hope you still have a number. Yep. That's a joke, guys. I no, I remember. <laughs> I, I, you still have that picture up somewhere. Of course I've seen I it recently. I have a signed Todd Gurley jersey. Yeah. Yeah. But after- we were also we were also talking about how nice Melvin Gordon was. That was one of the other takeaways from that convention. Melvin Gordon could not have been nicer and was so uh, the power move that I will always remember from that was that convention was already having the problem of getting taken over by the autograph people. Mm -hmm. And though I'll be very blunt about something, I don't have a high opinion of the autograph seeking folks at all. I really am not a fan of that behavior. And I, I did take great delight in watching Melvin Gordon stand there for about a half hour after he was supposed to be leaving as his handlers are yelling at him. We have to go intentionally taking programs out of the hands of children and signing them and handing yeah. them back to only the children. And while all these grown men are trying to shove helmets into his hand, he is intentionally reaching around them to take these little scraps of paper from these little kids and signing that and talk to them about Pop Warner football. As these people just get madder and madder and madder. I, I, I was dying laughing for about yeah. 20 minutes watching that. Yeah. It made me a bigger fan of Melvin Gordon for sure. He was super nice. Um, Jack McKinnon was really nice. Um, Yep. I'm hoping he's healthy this year. Yeah. 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 Cause that was crazy too. That was the lab. That's when he's first signed with San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he still hasn't really played much. of. Anything. He hasn't played any NFL football. I don't think since then. Right. He's nope. no. Yeah. He's just been on various versions of the IR and pup. And since then that's really been it. We also yeah. got to say hi. We didn't really get to meet him, but we got to say hi to Cortland Sutton. And my big takeaway from that is the fact that I, as somebody who's six foot two, I very rarely have to like look up to people to actually make eye contact with them. And Cortland Sutton made me feel like I was four feet tall. Like it just, <laughs> just like, oh my god. <laughs> no, but I mean that was the first day, and our, our discussion had been between me and Neil at least that, um, you know, we always do redraft. So we play DFS on the side, but we don't know that much about it. So we didn't have any way to, to feel confident writing about it or giving advice about it. So we didn't play it enough at that point. And here we meet this guy who's awesome and is a good writer and plays primarily DFS. That's his thing. He just fits in and fills the missing piece that we had here on the website. So by the end of the day, Sunday, uh, we had offered Aiden a position to to come join us and and work with us, and the rest is history. I mean, mm-hmm. been going strong ever since then. Uh, He's been so our DFS been, editor since then. That's right. The three of us. He became DFS editor last year because, to the point that I had mentioned before, um, in 2019, last year, me and Neil sat down and just made the decision that look we talked about the fact that we love getting out this content, but it's still just the three of us. 
putting out content. So more content, more better. And there's a ton of guys out there who want to write and they want to have an opportunity and they, they want to be in the fantasy industry, but no one will give them a shot. So I'm more than willing to take the quote unquote scraps from other people that, that other sites are going to turn away for no real reason that have extreme talent and, and give them an opportunity to come work with us. And that's how we found, you know, some of these great people that work with us right now. So, you know, we're grateful to them and, and we're grateful to have Aiden helping us out with the DFS and everything else he does. It's been my sincerest pleasure. It's been so much fun. Um, yeah, part of the reason I like doing working with you guys is that I we do have some amazingly talented writers working with us. Um, I want to shout out one right now. Shout out to Jack. Jack's just so good. Don't he, make Jack's ego he, any bigger. Whoever turned down Jack, yeah, yeah, that's the beauty. on the back. Come on, that's one time that's not put Jack over. <laughs> one no. go. We've, we've said it before though. Like any whoever turns down Jack, I. Bad mistake. I wanted Jack, to sh- shout him out. I've already got like my pieces have been written and edited. We've got some more. I've got more content like scheduled to come out. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, I've got like a week to breathe before we got to start getting heavy into DFS content. And then Jack just messaged me. His first piece for the for the yeah. DFS team isn't due for another two weeks. And he's like, hey man, just so you know, week one is ready to go. Yep. And I'm like, Jack, why are you such an angel, dude? Like, <laughs> oh no, like he he came to he came to me uh, like a couple weeks ago uh, with this. I, I'd mentioned that we've been tracking some analytics for some things he wrote. Jack performance review live on the air. That's, just... that's what it's turned into. That is what it's turned into. But he came to me after I'd mentioned to him in passing, hey, you got some hits on this one off-season article you wrote. You got some pretty good traction, and I know it from the Google search console. So here's what you did. And unprompted, a couple days later, hey, Neil, here's article one in a series that I'm putting together that mirrors what I wrote for this one one-off article that did well. Here you go. And I, I'm just like, you won't have to do that. You know that, right? Like it's not part of your contract at all. You can just, you know, and take some time off and relax and enjoy, you know, the summer. You're all good as far as we're concerned. He's like, no, 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 no. These are already mostly done. He just does stuff like that unprompted. And it's just like, like, okay. And they're good. I feel like him and I share that kind of spirit. Cause I've been hitting you guys up all summer. It's like, Hey, I got an idea for something else. I want to write. I want to make sure this is cool with you guys. Um, Yeah. No, Jack's awesome. Uh, well, we didn't talk about it too, because like now for for the first time this off season, you were nice enough to bring your player profile project uh, over to Important Nonsense, and yes. we cannot thank you enough for that because those are fantastic. And anybody who's not read the the Aiden Ware player profiles, and you were nice enough to allow some of our other guys to get in on the fun with you, which I know is uh, <clears throat> it, it's it's tough because it, it it takes some of the control that you normally have on these kind of out of the equation. So I'm really grateful to you for being a willing to do it, but also for being flexible enough that you're willing to let some of the other guys kind of get on on the fun there. Oh no, it's my pleasure. I player profiles is probably my favorite thing to write because I really like, you know, seeing a player that I think is undervalued, seeing a player I like and thinking, okay, like why do people figure out why people don't like them? And then just kind of like disproving arguments that might be like the debate brain in me. I don't know. But I love just kind of going through point by point and saying, this is why you're silly. This dude's amazing. Like, I love talking players up. Um, See, I I still feel like, though, 
if you're going to do, you have to have the diss column as well. Like you have to, you have to put out the diss track. If you're going to praise people, you got to throw out the Austin Eckler diss track at some point. I feel like so that has to happen. That is coming out. Um, I can't remember if I've got the first one scheduled for it's either coming out. It's either premiering this weekend or next weekend. I think it's this week, this weekend. Um, in light, I wanted to, so I still want to do right um, player profiles, but I want it to go more negative, like you said, right? My diss tracks. I need to defend my 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 hatred, as you guys like to put it on yeah. certain players. Uh-huh. Um, but there's I, a handful. Well, Austin Eckler didn't start out like that. That's what I like about your process. It was Austin Eckler. The piece was actually meant to be a standard be kind of player clear. profile. It was about why this guy is getting disrespected, and then by the end of it, you're like, no. No, that's not what the analytics are. Yeah, he used to I, – I went into, like, like Austin Eckler, and then I watched his game film, and I dug deeper into, like, his metrics. I'm like, oh, I kind of hate Austin Eckler, at least his draft price. I don't hate Austin Eckler. If you're listening to Austin, big fan. Uh, I just don't like what your draft price is right now, man. He Well, you would say that it's possible that Austin Eckler would ever see or hear this, but uh, I, I follow him on social media, and he gets into beef with people pretty regularly. He, gets I know, a, and that's he seems saying, to have like, a pretty good presence. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I want to make it clear. Like, if he hears this, it's no disrespect intended. I just feel like you're being drafted too highly. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but the dish tracks, uh, as uh, Steve put it, those aren't really, like, in the same spirit as the um, player profiles. So I wanted to try something a little bit different. So what's going to be coming out this Saturday. Um, yep, they're scheduled for this Saturday. Uh, is something I'm calling the don't draft draft list, where I'm looking at players that are overvalued. Um, for one reason or another, I'm going to break down all the reasons why they're not great at their draft price and who you should be drafting instead. And I tweeted about this a little bit earlier. The very first one is about Devin Singletary being drafted too highly, and you should be drafting Zach Moss instead. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the beat reports coming out today about Zach Moss having excellent hands. <laughs> well, that's what we've been saying all offseason. Yeah. Is why are people sleeping on Zach Moss? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I really the, – the case I'm making the article, definitely read it on Saturday. That's just one of two um, examples that are going to be coming out. Uh, the case I make against Devin Singletary and pro Zach Moss is – you know, where do fantasy points come from? They come from yardage, receptions, and touchdowns. Yeah. Zach Moss and Devin Singletary profile, like in terms of their athleticism, very similarly. The difference is Zach Moss has better hands, and he's 30 pounds heavier. So on the goal line, it's not going to be Devin Singletary. Getting passes, it's not going to be Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary, best-case scenario I see, is getting – a 60-40 split of the between the 20s grind work, which isn't very valuable for fantasy football. Right. Uh, whereas Zach Moss is going the 13th round, he's going to be in on third downs. He's going to be the goal line back. Like, that's where fantasy production comes from. Yep. You know, and I even break it down. Like, come season time, like, we can see Devin Sooner have decent games. You know, like, 15 carries, 60 yards, maybe a catch for five yards, a decent game. But Zach Moss is going to have 12 touches, a little bit less than Devin Singletary, but they're going to be three catches and maybe a touchdown, which is just going to make him so much more valuable than Devin Singletary. Yeah. Oh, we, we totally agree. I mean, Singletary is slightly higher because of the whole rookie effect that we've talked about for yeah. a few weeks. But 
I mean, yeah, eventually I think Moss takes the primary focus of that whole job. And, and then yeah, the other thing you just got to worry about with the Bills here. is Josh Allen trying to vulture a whole bunch of like goal line work like he's e. Mitchell Trubisky to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, being Mitchell Trubisky with Cam Newton's ask style trying to do all the goal line work doesn't it doesn't, yeah. doesn't last long doesn't, <laughs> you can do it for a while but doesn't last long no but uh but yeah so Devin Singletary is one of the diss tracks coming out as long with Austin Eckler I like the diss track I'm just calling you that um I'm telling you that's see this I'm is also, like this is like fantasy aware you're you're welcome <laughs> for that and you're welcome for diss tracks. so you go you go take it and run it's all you Go for it. That's what we're going to start calling it next year, the fantasy diss tracks. We have the player profiles and the fantasy diss tracks. I like it. Like it. And then you have to have like uh, some kind of like 80s filter on uh, <laughs> on all the, the images that go with these articles. Oh, oh, we'll figure out a way to get like some sort of like crisscross imaging with like yes. the backwards overalls. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I think it needs to be. Yep. Perfect. I love it. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys doing this uh, this origin episode of Talking Nonsense with me. Uh, where can they find you on the socials, Neil? Oh, you can find me at Twitter on the Fantasy Life app at Nonsense underscore Neil. That's usually my primary hangouts. And uh, shout out to my man, Wes Smith, no relation. Always out here helping with the trade grades. That's going to be our big focus for the no year is making sure that no relation, making sure that everybody can uh, can evaluate the trades themselves because that is what we feel is the biggest it's the biggest area that people still need to improve, particularly within redraft. A lot of people just don't, they're not able to evaluate their own trades. So we created a tool to help you out with that. Exactly. Listen to the salesman about trades. If anybody would know, he's the guy right there. I can't draft worth a worth crap. If you ask Steve, like Steve and I've been playing fantasy football for 15 years. He still gets on me. You don't know how to draft worth a darn, but you know how to fleece people halfway through the season and sell them some magic beans in every draft. But by the end of the year, he's traded some kind of magic beans (laughs) to get that cow. And now he's, he's back in the playoffs again. don't, don't tell me that. All right. Cause Neil and I have discussed this, that apparently we have very similar minds from drafting. Only on certain, only on certain players. Mostly Marvin Jones. Oh, I love Marvin Jones. Mostly Marvin Jones. We didn't spend enough time talking about Marvin Jones on this show. No, we'll have to do another show. Yeah, a whole Marvin Mar- Jones. Can I guess on that one? Because I would love to be a guest just talking about Marvin Jones and how amazing he is. Marvin Jones experience. That'll be the next one. Yes. We'll reach out to Marvin Jones on Twitter and see if he'll do a uh, a gushing fan with show us. with us for twenty minutes. With a quick AMA, we'll we'll see. <laughs> uh, it's like being so awesome, Marvin. I you on the uh, socials. Uh, you can find me at Fantasy Aware on the Fantasy Life app. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at FF Aware. You will see me doing victory laps about Boston Scott, Jason Schuster, DK Metcalf, uh, coming soon, Stefan Diggs, Todd Gurley. I'm just, just victory laps. Oh, just looking ahead already. The, uh, we didn't talk about the juju hate either. I'm surprised that. No, we don't have time. The show would be three hours. <laughs> there would be like 45 minutes of content. They have a lyrical poem about why juju can't play football. If you are interested in like why I quote unquote hate juju Smith-Schuster, shoot me a DM. I will break it down. Nah, it's not that no. complicated. I don't hate him. He's a good kid. I, hope, I wish him bright, bright future. I want him to prove me wrong. I really do. Uh, I love the uh, the – I want to make very clear this is for fantasy purposes. 
yeah, with yeah, yeah. Neckler and now Juju, just to make sure that, that nobody's getting confused about actual hate here. This is just oh. fantasy related. There's only two football players you could say I hate. <laughs> only two. And it's just David Njoku because I think he runs lazy routes. And I'm just like, come on, man. You're living my dream right now. Don't run lazy routes. I don't like that. And the other one is Eddie Lacy. You know, don't be fat, dude. Whoa, come whoa, on. whoa. How do you hate on Eddie Lacy? I can't no take a shot at Eddie Lacy five years after he's out of the league. I've been taking shots at Eddie Lacy for years, dog. I'm just telling you, if they're going to compare A.J. Dillon to Eddie Lacy, they got to keep that was him a bad, away that was from the insane. buffet line. They really and, do. And they need to get on that now and just. I hope they are not talking about his Burger King order. I really do. Well, I'll take I'll take some of the heat for this too, Aj. Just to put a target on my back. I saw that photo of AJ Dillon, and I'm like, you put it up next to the Eddie Lacy photo, and I'm like, mm, one of those is big because he's got muscle. The other one's hey. big because he goes to McDonald's. I know. That's, I, that's how that works. Uh, see, for me, it's just I feel might be silly. It's just how I stand. I grew up wanting to go to the NFL. I teach kids whose number one goal is to get to the NFL. And I know that there are thousands of little boys who want to go to the NFL, and it's so hard to make that cut. So mm-hmm. if you're living, like, the dreams of, like, thousands of little boys, the least you could do is cut out the fast food, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, just just, 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 just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Bro. Just cut it down. Just cut it down. Like, can you imagine how bad it must be now with like DoorDash and Uber Eats and all those things gaining in popularity, and now you can just get it to the hotel like whenever you want at two o'clock in the I morning. Know. Lincoln. That's why I'm still super impressed with Aaron Donald. I saw him shirtless on Hard Knocks. Well done. <laughs> that was my favorite interaction that we've had with you recently. Was you explaining your wife's reaction? Actually, we had a we, uh, you know, I still, I am a teacher. And so I try to like maintain a decent sleep cycle. So even during the summers, I'm going to bed pretty early. And so we usually watch Hard Knocks on Wednesday evenings when she gets off of work. And she paused it and was just like, Lord, Lord. And then she was like, can I tweet at him to let him know I'm available? Like, <laughs> you? And I'm like, if that's fine, man. Like, <laughs> He can be your he can be your, your, your permission slip, whatever. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Right there, yeah. Aiden's gonna be in this situation. Well, my wife's boyfriend is telling us that. Yeah. If Aaron Donald wants to be my wife's boyfriend, I'm completely fine. I am fine. Whatever. Get that information on the Rams. We appreciate. Move me to a bigger house, Aaron. Come on, look it up. Look it up. All right. Well, like I said, appreciate you guys. You can find me at nonsense underscore Steve everywhere. Uh, you can find us on the important nonsense community page on the fantasy life app. Of course, important nonsense.com. Uh, we hope you appreciated this like subscribe five stars, all that fun stuff. Uh, and until next time, just uh, keep up the nonsense. Music for this podcast is provided by Lee Rosevere. I'm Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, and you can find all the guys at importantnonsense.com. Kaboom!